Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Muscle and the Mozzie. I am the co-host, Muscle, joined by the host, the unflappable, Mozzie. Hey guys, it's me, Mozzie. Definitely not the other guy. <laughs> it's like, wait, what voice? I'm like, I'm just going to do a different one. It's a different voice. Uh, my favorite is the banana guard. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite voices to do from Adventure Time, because they're just the perfect like conveyance of utter incompetence in their voice um. <laughs> the banana guard's like one of the best cartoon voices it's, <laughs> it's so underrated the wee woo's like amazing I need uh, to use that in a song or something that's like my go to for I want to sound stupid that and the Patrick voice mm. <laughs> yeah the Patrick one's pretty universal the right. banana guard one's good and like even if you don't know the banana guard you hear the voice and you just like it just, you know, exudes incompetence. Uh, I'm princess. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what team to talk about would be the banana guard voice. Would it be, like, the Texans, the, the Colts? The commander football team? Yeah, maybe Denver. <laughs> right now, it's probably Denver for 2022. That's your that's your Hackett voice. There we go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He looks so nasally though. Like he reminds he's more like Lemon Grab. Mm. But Lemon Grab was competent. He was just Lemon Grab. Lemon Grab? Like I think of like Ben McAdoo with Lemon Grab or something. <laughs> See, I think of McAdoo as the banana guard. Really? Well we already talked <laughs> about maybe, he's the, no, he's the he's McDonald's guy, right? Yeah. He's a McDonald's voice <laughs> person. Yeah. <laughs> Finding out Ben McAdoo fits a lot of these like mental images we have. Which I don't know what that says about us. Um so we are we are recording Thursday afternoon uh, a little before four. So we already have the Thursday night game. We did both pick Philly surprise, um, but you know Houston looked decent. Damian Pierce is really good. He's so good. Damian Pierce is really good, and as we've said before, that dumpy don't lie. <laughs> his uh, his stats are always hilarious about yards after contact. It's like almost all of his yards. <laughs> I went back. I had to work, so I didn't get to watch the game, so I was watching the highlights, and it was basically like Philly and all of their pretty normal-looking highlights, and then just Damian Pierce yep. making grown <laughs> men look like toddlers. It was yeah, fucking he, awesome. He had one, like, 30-ish yard run where he just bounced off guys, like, multiple oh, times. It was great. So good. There's also, okay, really quickly, before we move on to the games that haven't happened yet, there's this one play towards the end of the game where Jalen Hurts snaps the ball, and he just stands behind Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, and pushes him forward and uses him as, like, a human shield. Yeah, that was hilarious. 20 yards. And then (laughs) that play specifically, I feel like you and I and Josh, we've all talked about, like, why don't teams do that? Why don't you literally just snap, direct snap to your quarterback, like, on those plays where they're dropping everyone back and... 
let them just be like a shield and kind of Le'Veon Bell like hesitate mm-hmm. and wait and wait. Yeah, that that cracked me up because they like they nearly got the first down with it too, which was the funniest part. <laughs> he also nearly fumbled. Yeah, also the funny <laughs> part. I'm like that that that's something we do joke about, but I think that's like a, it a it, it works once type of thing. Yeah, like you do it once and then like okay, you got us, like ha ha ha. Uh-huh. But it w- it would work. It works with like Kelsey or like if you've got like an elite like lineman, I think, and a mobile quarterback, you can make it work. Yeah, I mean, at this rate, I'm pretty sure that would be better for the Colts to do with JT and Quentin Nelson than almost anything else. <laughs> like, just have Quentin Nelson be the fullback for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, they could like El- Ellinger can run too. They could probably do that with him too if they really yeah. wanted. Or um, once the Niners get Lance back next year, they could do that with Lance and Trent Williams. Ooh, that'd be nice. And, you know, if Zach Wilson can't throw the ball, once Elijah Vera Tucker's back, just have him do that and have Wilson keep it, you know? Yeah, and I, I don't know which which lineman John would run behind, but I think they can take his pick. So, uh, <laughs> do you think that'll work against the Jets this week as we uh, load to our first game with Buffalo going to the Jets? We both have Buffalo here, uh, disrespecting the magic coin. Yeah. Uh, totals 46. Buffalo's favored by 11 on the road here. That's, we saw, like, with, with the Texans, like, as, you know, as bad of a team as it might be, especially third tonight, like, being a, like, you know, nearly two-touchdown home dog is a lot. Being an 11-point home dog in a divisional game is a lot. It is a lot. The problem with the Bills is that they the don't Bills, just, like, yeah. win. They're also, they kind of, like, they'll dog on you. decimate their opponents. Yeah, they do, they do kind of what the Pats did, but they're much less hateable than the Pats. Oh, yeah. The Bills are very likable. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the Bills. I don't have any animosity towards them. They're a good team, and they're fun to watch. Yeah. They they, they were bad for long enough that it's like, you know, you yeah, this is, it's your turn. You absolutely. <laughs> You've heard of and these. There is, it's like the, they're also not the Patriots. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like all my divisional hate is pretty much concentrated on that team. Um, so I really don't have any animosity for them. I will. Okay, so the Magic Coin has predicted that the Jets will win this game. I'm not saying it's impossible. There, there is a key to that. The key being the Jets' defense plays really, really well, and they just don't turn the ball over. They run effectively, and it's kind of uh, an efficient, you know, non-turnover offense with good defense that wins mm-hmm. them. That, that, like that can win you football games. But if that, uh, if I'm being honest, the likelihood of that happening with what we've seen from the Bills, there are some injuries to the Bills' defense, but that's, I don't know, I think 11 points is probably, um, like, I'm not even going to go against that. Yeah, they might have uh, Trey White back, too. He, he was designated to return. It's not a sure thing, but it's a possibility. They've had a lot of no practices this week, like, you know, people are saying, like, oh, Von Miller hasn't practiced this week. And I'm he's like, going to play. You know, he's Von Miller. He doesn't yeah. have to practice. I think they already, like, <laughs> said he was in anyway, so. But... He's not, like, dropping back into coverages. His his practice is, uh, would be to just run after the quarterback <laughs> as fast as he can. So, and he's, like, 32 or Basically, something. Basically, he and Jalen are playing tag for practice. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, on the Jets side, injury-wise, uh, Corey Davis is out. Uh, lots of other Jets are also hurt. Uh, you can do the roundup if you want, but there are, there are a lot of them hurt. 
There's a lot of hurt Jets right now. Joe <laughs> Davis, uh, George Fant is still out. Left or right tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker. They're on Mike Remmers at right tackle, which is another reason we're taking the Bills. Uh, Elijah, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker being their best lineman. Their defense is healthy, though. That's I mean, that's good. Like, completely. There's no red on the defense. That's, yeah, like, if the offense wasn't so hurt, I'd feel better about the cover, like, possibility. I, I, I might, the total might be where that ends up coming into play. Where like that's kind of what I'm thinking because I didn't fill in the 46 total yet and I might be leaning under. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Uh, as far as fantasy goes in this game, I okay, I, you know your Bills are playing. I'm not going to Heinz quite yet. I I I don't know how much he's gonna play right away. And as as a whole, I listen the bill the Bills hate running anyway. <laughs> so they're not gonna like switching out Zach Moss for Naheem Hines isn't gonna make them run more. This is like, right. if anything, for me, this just makes me really sad about James Cook because this is like a pretty big indictment on him. I think trading for Naheem Hines after drafting James Cook in the second round. Yeah, I don't get that. I mean, yeah, maybe they just don't like him anymore. I don't know. They're, yeah, exactly. the The only thing I can think of is they either want James Cook to get a lot of practice reps and beef up, which I could see. Maybe yeah, they want him just or to beef learn up. from Hines. I don't know. But um, that, that's a pretty strong, like, hey, this guy's not going to do it this year. Yeah, I'm looking at Naheem Hines' contract so I can see, like, when it ends, basically. So, like, when do we get James Cook viability kind of thing? <laughs> Let's see. So, okay, there's no more dead cap after this year for Naheem Hines. So, he is cuttable after this year if they change their mind. Now he's fairly cheap the next couple of years. So, it's not like it's a huge hit. But they're not tied to him after this year, so okay, that's a thing worth noting. A, a lot of because a lot of the money was up front from the Colts, um, like guaranteed at signing and signing bonus. So maybe they just uh, they want Cook to do it all, and they're gonna let him do it next year, so they don't have to pay Singletary. I don't know. Yeah, let's what's what's Singletary's contract? Let's see. I believe this would be his final year before. The contract pay let's see so he uh yep this is his final year and he's not been uh you know extended or anything so yeah th that's true yeah i guess it, it could be it could be empty in just james cook after this year potentially so it, and then the other possibility that i just want to briefly mention is that they might just want Hines to be a wide receiver yeah my <laughs> my biggest thought was like this is probably a negative for the slot receivers more than anything like for this honestly hurts Isaiah McKenzie more than Singletary, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Because Singletary is still going to be, like, their running, running back that they use, you know, ten times, maybe. Um, right. <laughs> but this gives them just another viable receiving threat. So, of course, Josh Allen gets more weapons. Um, I do think Michael Carter is viable this week, especially PPR-wise. This game, the way it's looking, so terrible run matchup for both teams, like bottom five run matchup for both teams. And... The pace is pretty good. Looking at the paces, um, they both have top 12 neutral pace, top 5 total pace, top 13 within 6 pace. So, And the, the total pace might come more into play here based on the possible game script and the spread. So, yeah, my, my thought is mostly just the pace could be good enough and I, we might, like, Buffalo's defense is good. Like, they might be getting a lot of pressure. We might see a lot of drawn up stuff to Michael Carter. And with Corey yeah. Davis out, you know, 
Could be a good conflict game. We might see some Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, but Michael Carter got like seven targets last week or something again. So I, I, and like we talked about, like he'll be at the receiving back over Robinson. So this right. is where I'm at with him. I am in the same boat. Um, and that's, if you think the magic coin speaks the truth and you're taking the Jets, then you absolutely are smashing Michael Carter this week because that doesn't happen without him. And if you think that uh, more realistically, this is just another, you know, Bills beat down, uh, you're still going to get a lot of Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of my safe Jet this week. Uh, Jets wide receivers with Corey Davis out. I mean, we should see a lot of Garrett Wilson targets again. I'd assume you're going to see a lot of Garrett Wilson. Um, Another Tyler Conklin game. The Millie last week, the Millie winner on DraftKings had Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin. Oh, man. <laughs> it was Get just like the funniest shit. some Lexapro because he's <laughs> probably <laughs> depressed. <laughs> it's like the funniest shit. I'm like, what fucking madman? And, and like everything, like most of the lineup was pretty regular. It was like the two uh, Waddle Reek stack, but the main weird part was the Conklin pick. It was funny. I love when you have lineups like that. It's just like chalk, 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 and then two jets, and you win a million dollars. Yeah, Garrett Wilson wasn't even that like low too. It was literally just having him and Tyler Conklin. It was like one percent or something. Wow. Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time. Two jets in the million lineup. You know, that's got to be at least reassuring, right? That is. Yeah, I don't think the Jets are sunk. I think the Jets, like, you know, are kind of exactly where I thought they'd be. They've been playing overall like more sound football even their loss to the patriots was only by five and they had a pick six called back that shouldn't have been yeah oh, that fucking uh, roughing penalty was so dumb that that was ridiculous it also happened after the interception so none of it made sense to me i but hate i we always talk about how the stacks should work but anyway yeah uh I, the jets are pretty much where i expect them to be they're what like five and three <laughs> uh no they're doing better than i thought they would be mm-hmm. um at this point last year so gotta be happy about how it is oh, so far absolutely. yeah but next up we've got miami at chicago we both have miami winning the over on 45 and a half and miami covering the four and a half spread chicago's defense uh has lost roquan smith and robert quinn in the uh in trade recently so yeah but chicago's offense has looked a lot more confident we've seen miami's defense be porous so that's why i'm kind of in on the over and, I mean, I don't... So, Chase Claypool's not going to play a ton this weekend, probably, but they have another weapon now. They've shown a lot more competent play calling, and they've gotten Fields running by design more, which is, like, again, a super necessity. They're getting Khalil Herbert involved more. So, I think the Bears will be able to, like, actually, you know, do stuff, which is more than we could say, like, early on in the year. Yeah. They've, uh... They're trying to switch that Bears mentality of all defense, no offense, and I, I like it because... They've been the same for now. What it's feels like no defense, years. no offense. <laughs> no defense, some offense. Now they're starting to get some offense going, uh, which is really great to watch. And Miami, well, they're kind of similar, but they have a better offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Bradley Chubb now. And Bradley Chubb now. So yeah, that's uh, the the trades have made this really easy for me to pick the Miami over cover part personally. Yeah, because I still think Chicago puts up at least twenty to thirty, not mm-hmm. thirty, but probably twenty yeah, ish, well over twenty. And yeah. I expect the Miami to win, so I put them at thirty. So the over is pretty easy to me. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Are you are you feeling more the Miami stack again, or Mostert, or potentially both? Um, I. It's always a tough part. The Bears' secondary is terrible. It really is. It could be all of them, and Chase Edmonds is gone, so that's kind of like all. Yeah, uh, they switched Edmonds for Jeff Wilson, right? Exactly. <laughs> Another former Forty Nine er. Yep. I. No, I mean, I love it because McDaniel's is clearly the one who knows how to use them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they're probably better off there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I thought I saw Miami lost a lineman this week. Did they lose their center? I'll take Gander. My uh, my 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 uh, question regarding the Moster part was a lot of the Chicago run D being pretty bad and them now being down some guys in their front seven. Yeah. So I think their center uh, fine. Smith is the leading tackler on the team, mm-hmm. which is pretty big for the run D as the one guy who actually makes the tackles. Um, it is Eichenberg who's out for the Dolphins. Gotcha. He's on IR for an MCL. Uh, I think just like a strain. I don't think it's a full on tear. He is the starting left guard. Okay. He's been off for, actually, he been off for a while or when did he go out? This week. Okay. Gotcha. I can't remember when he went this out. This is a new one. Yeah. That's actually kind of important to me. Uh, two reasons. A, Tua is a lefty and often does roll left. And then B, that run game is going to have to concentrate around Teron Armstead, and I think he'll be playing. He is questionable, but if he's out, then I'm not taking any of the run game. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just going to go straight on the passing Tua Reek Waddle. That's always a safe option. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Waddle was my pick last week, and that paid me very well. Yeah, Waddle, Waddle went nuts. I uh, in one of my leagues where I, my team went nuts. I had Waddle, Hopkins, AJ Brown, <laughs> Nick Chubb. It was just a wonderful week for me. Everything went right. Yeah. So and it, I, I, you know, the two of Waddle stacked too. It was great. Um, on the Chicago side, aside from you know, like Fields is obviously a fine stream option. We didn't tie them in here, but with his rushing puts him in stream consideration. Are you interested in? Mooney at all the running backs or is it just kind of like for me like that's tough on the running backs because they split and they don't pass enough I'm kind of hoping Cole Komet starts putting it together because he started two last week it's kind of a good matchup for him to get some easy passing uh over the middle there their wide receiver situation is disgusting to try and figure out if anything, this might be like another random Dante Pettis week. That'd be really funny. <laughs> I'm more on uh, Herbert and Mon- Monty and Fields at the. Yeah, I just w- I want to see how they get Claypool involved and whatnot. That's where a lot of my interest lies. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're gonna use him as a a big slot. Yeah, I think that I think I saw that they're gonna get him in, in for like ten to thirty five snaps, which is a pretty wide range. That's that's like you know. One six two half potentially. So, yeah, that's either an entire like good series or an entire two quarters. <laughs> so, <laughs> wide wide range. I feel like it might air more towards more because he's you know a lot better than the non Mooney guys are rolling out. So yeah. But anyway, next up we've got Minnesota at Washington. Uh, we've got Minnesota. I've got over the forty three and a half. And okay, I know it's the you know the, the road team. They're favored by three. Minnesota is, and 
I'm not, listen, my, my spread record has been bad. I'm not good at the spreads, but this doesn't, this seems wrong. I don't know. <laughs> if you like, I think they're more than six points better than Washington on a neutral field. Okay, so there are a few non-football football things here. The first is that this is Kirk Cousins visiting his former team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how much he hates FedEx Field because everyone <laughs> hates FedEx Field. Uh, it is home. I don't think this is a good game for Washington. I'm sorry. I They're missing... Uh, Cole Holcomb and Mayo in the uh, in their linebacking core. When I was just looking that up, mm. who are easily their two leading tacklers, so they are going to have no run defense. They also don't have Chase Young back. This is like prime Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison Day. I think they're both going to do well. And their secondary is not very good. Well, yeah, their secondary sucks. It's not. It hasn't been as shit, but it's still not good. But normally, I feel like if the run game is is just an open door, you just hand it off and let them run mm-hmm. first, as opposed to, you know, throwing it is always riskier than Pat than mm-hmm. uh, than running it. So I I think Kirk is fine. I don't think he has a bad day, but I do think that there's a really good chance Dalvin Cook is just like no one's gonna tackle him. <laughs> any of their linebackers in. Their only linebacker is the guy they drafted last year, Jamin Davis, and I don't know if he's been good, quite frankly. Can I see where Washington is on missed tackles? They've been pretty good on it, but then, yeah, they're missing main guys, too. Washington's actually one of the better missed tackle teams. But yeah. yeah, Cole Holcomb is almost to 40 tackles this year. But, yeah, the missed tackle rate might be way worse when you're missing your two main tacklers, so... Yeah. They, they, might, they might be keeping that like, good. Has been basically their best defensive player. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's... I mean, that's not bad. a high bar per se, but... <laughs> yeah. Ch- well, when you have 10 other bad ones and you're doing well, it's still going to look bad. You're <laughs> playing very well. Yeah, and then... He, he's just the only one. Mm-hmm. Chase Young's probably still out. It sounds like they're looking for looking at next week yep, for him to come back. They did activate him off IR, but mm-hmm. he's not playing. Yeah. In the uh, four Minnesota... So they acquired T.J. Hawkinson. That's the big, you know, the big thing. I haven't heard much on what's what to expect from him this week. I assume he'll play. I don't know how much, but my okay. So my I'll just kind of break down how I feel about the Hawkinson trade in general. Um, so as someone who wants the lies to be decent, this makes me a little sad because I don't know. Like I, I guess he probably told them, "Hey, I don't want to resign." And they probably obliged because you know yeah. he's a he's a cornerstone. Like you're not like in a realistic world, you don't have to trade him. But I assume it might have been a little not like forced, but you know, nudge nudge, wink wink type of thing. So yeah, he probably would have want, wanted a lot of money, which yeah. is fair. Um, and they're they're not as good as they they could be. <laughs> yeah, their their record's terrible. Yeah, Minnesota was already a top six team. Now this puts them, I think, squarely at number four, number five, maybe. I mean, so my tiers were, you know, at the top, it was the Eagles, Chiefs, Bills tier. And then below them, I had like Vikings, Cowboys, Bengals. Bengals are no longer in that tier. Um, So I've got, you know, Vikings, Cowboys. And I I was torn on who to put ahead. So I'm like, well, the Vikings just got hot. So yeah, and Vikings are moving up. Yeah, they're, I mean... 
They're really good. I know they're the Vikings and we haven't seen like much of them in primetime or anything, but they're good. And, it, and I know it's the Vikings, so we expect something to go wrong. That's that's the, like, that's the thing. But nothing I was, has uh, yet. I was listening to someone. It was some late night, you know, sports talk radio as I'm, my friend is, you know, taking me home from work. He offered me a ride and we're listening to the radio and they're talking about Kirk Cousins and they're just like, you know, the problem with Kirk is you just don't know what to expect. And I was like, no, you know exactly what to expect from Kirk Cousins. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) He is a good quarterback that sometimes has games where he isn't. <laughs> There's like that... I don't know I don't know what percentage I would, like would it be like a dice roll would it be like an eight sided dice I don't know what percentage I'd assign to it but personally the way I picture it is you have a six sided dice and you throw it on the table and you have a one in six chance that you roll a one and he's a pumpkin and then you have it's a probably not right any other number is probably like he's probably serviceable and fine and they do well, but there is a one in six chance. He's going to be a pumpkin. And those one in six games usually happen in prime time. And you do also get like those like sixes where he is actually really fucking good sometimes. Yeah. But you will, you will get the pumpkins. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so with Hawkinson, he's, we talk about him being blocked a lot. This is a, a, actually a good boost to the Minnesota run game because Going from Irv to Hawkinson and blocking is a pretty big boost. Slash, you don't have to have like Johnny Munt out there. You can just have Hawkinson out there all the time. I, as far as receiving goes, though, I think this is more okay. He'll he won't demand like a ton more targets than Irv, but I think he will, and that will come more out of like Thielen, Osborne, than you know. I mean, Jefferson's gonna be fine and get his targets, but. I mean, oh, I, Je- yeah. Jefferson's amazing. Yeah, like I, I'm not worried about Jefferson. I'm more so worried about like you know a few targets coming away from Thielen and Osborne each game potentially. So you know, instead of you know six targets a game, Thielen's maybe getting five, Osborne's maybe getting one less too. So that's that's kind of where my head's at with it. And then Detroit, I don't even got to their game yet, but like the the obviously okay, Osborne is gonna get a boatload of targets now, but for me. I again went to the running game. I think this is a plus for Swift and a negative for Jamal. Oh, I would agree with that. Because, you know, worst run game, but more targets. Yep. So Worst run game, less blocking, um, but more targets from... Mm-hmm. And, oh uh, yeah, we forgot to talk about the Claypool thing. Which I know the obvious is like the boost to Pickens and Deontay, but I think this is kind of good for Najee, potentially. It might This might help him rebound. Interesting. I mean, I don't disagree with that because um, the target's gotta the, go somewhere well maybe not gotta but my thing with Najee is that I mean we talked about this before he was drafted is that he's not like he's not gonna do well if he doesn't have an offensive line mm-hmm. um, and the Steelers offensive line has been definitely better this year than last year but it's still not that good, and he needs it like a dominant O line because he doesn't have super quick acceleration. He's not super fast. He needs he needs that two to three yards of give for him to get rolling. Um, yeah, but... and he did well his rookie year because Ben was just targeting him fourteen times a game, which they're not doing right now. So I do think that he will get some more PPR usage. Yeah, that's where I was kind of leaning with it. Um, but I don't, I don't think his rushing is going to be great for 
any point this year. No, this honestly might even be worse for his rushing because, again, we talked about Claypool being in the slot, which not good for his receiving, but he can block there. But yep. but you you, you, t- you took Najee for the PPR, so that's what I'm kind of right. thinking is that might help his PPR. But anyway, back to reality. Um, <laughs> Snap back. Um, one last thing about Kirk. I cannot remember the last time I saw Kirk with a capable tight end. So I don't know Rudolph how often he targets them. Yeah, I mean, is Hawkinson literally just going to be the red zone guy? I really don't know. This, I mean, this team is stacked now. <laughs> yeah, like they should blow the blow the brakes off, blow the barn off, whatever. Paint <laughs> paint paint the fucking barn off of the Washington team. Paint um, that barn. Yeah, maybe beat them so bad that they just sell the team instantly. Who knows? That'd be great. Speaking of, fuck Dan Schneider. Of course, obligatory, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, before we move on, I mean, uh, I do want to say Logan Thomas should be back, so I don't know how much hey. you're playing him right away, but it's good It's good to have that option back. And then, Heineke's targeted McLaurin. I didn't put McLaurin on here, but I do think he's a good option this week, because Minnesota secondary is the weak point, and uh, Heineke is at least smart enough to throw it to McLaurin. <laughs> That's, like, why he's a serviceable backup. He is smart enough to throw it to the best wide receiver on the team. Take notes, Carson Wentz. (laughs) This might be a bad throw, but this guy's good. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Terry McLaurin is fucking so good. Yeah. Can you imagine how good he'd be if he was on, like, the Chiefs? I'm trying to think where he'd, like, fit super well. I mean, we always talk about the Chiefs, but... I feel like he'd be really fun with, I was like a, through the game, I was like the Chargers, honestly. He'd yeah. be a good fit for, I think, Herbert or like for, um, I know Jacksonville just grabbed Ridley, but I think he'd be a nice addition for Lawrence too. Um, yeah, he would He would be a lot better on a lot of other teams. Yeah, so. Because he, he's still good. He, yeah. He's just like, he'd be a lot more recognized for his greatness, I suppose I should say. Mm-hmm. It's always, it's always sad. It's, yeah. Well, I'm glad Hopkins is on a good team right now, but anyway, next up we've got Carolina at Cincy. I mean, both have Cincy winning, but I see neither of us had anything of note to say in this game aside from Cincy winning. <laughs> um, I have gone over it. I think I'm going to take the over because even though I expect Cincy, I expect Cincy to win here. They are really beat up in the secondary. They've got their bye week coming up. No Mike Hilton in the slot, so. Carolina should really not have any trouble throwing the ball without, you know, you know, schematically speaking. They might have trouble throwing the ball, um, you know, as a quarterback to receiver problem. But <laughs> DJ Moore, Tommy Tremble, I'll take them all. I think they'll be fine. I still expect Cincy to win and cover, though. Yeah, so... I, I want to give a little context to the Panthers. They hadn't won any games until the last two weeks when they beat the Bucks and um, oh sorry they lost the the Falcons. They they beat the uh, Saints in week three and they beat the Bucks two weeks ago and then had that overtime game with the Falcons. Do you notice a trend there? <laughs> They're all divisional games. Yep. Whenever they haven't been a division, they've they've lost. It's occasionally just gotten absolutely whooped. Um, yeah. I'm not too worried about anything for the Bengals here. Obviously, missing Chase is annoying, but I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I don't I don't think the Panthers are a real threat. Uh, yeah, I don't really either, to be honest. I 
their defense has been playing better, but I couldn't tell you why. I don't think it's um, necessarily like the coaching situation. I think it's just their players starting to play a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Horn and Jackson are both in, right? Um, Horn is back. Dante jo- Jackson might play. He had, a, I think, he had a limited practice. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, if they're both in. That's nice. They've got like, a, like a, they've got enough talent. We just, they just seem to often underperform, and they might actually finally be performing to their talent level. Right. So. Yeah, they've always they've had the talent defensively to be really good. They just have not lived up to it for most of this season. Also, I just got an update that Keenan Allen. Yeah, I, I wasn't expect, I was not expecting him to. Yeah, we were about to get the game next, but I already had like Palmer in here and everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so with Carolina City, I guess the main thing you know, Chuba Hubbard has been officially ruled out. So Dante Foreman should get a lot of the work, but I'm not. I don't know. I don't feel great about him this week personally. Splash like no one in this game really. St- I mean, T Higgins is T Higgins. If you have Joe Mixon, you probably don't have a better option with the bye weeks. I, I mean, yeah. So I don't. I don't have any real lean in this game on anybody. I. Yeah, I. I don't really either. To be completely honest, I. I, I do want to say, since he is still like a good team, mm-hmm. and it's not really that fucked up that you would lose to the Browns because the Browns have a very good roster and they know what they're doing. They're going to run the ball and hope to minimize turnovers and just sort of play sound football. And since he is really inconsistent right now, um, yeah, but they have a bye week coming up. Even if they lose this week to the Panthers and go into the bye week four and five, I will still pick them to make the playoffs. Also, even if the Browns run all over you, that doesn't mean your run defense is bad. The Browns run over almost everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have people seen Nick Chubb? Dude, they're O-line in Nick Chubb. It just, that's, it's an elite combo. I mean, come on. Yeah, have you seen that dumpy? <laughs> like, the only team they didn't go crazy running on was the Patriots, pretty much. Yeah. So They ran all over the Jets, too, and the Jets have a really good D-line. Yeah, they've... They're they, just they an elite run, run on game. You. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they do. <laughs> but uh, moving on to our next game between teams who are trending directions I didn't expect this year, and in a game that probably should end in a tie, uh, we got the Chargers <laughs> at the Falcons here. The uh, total is forty nine and a half, and the Chargers are favored by three. As we mentioned uh, shortly before this game, Keaton Allen is out. They're missing Mike Williams, so. You know, it's a bummer there. The Falcons, on the other hand, are missing Hayward and Terrell. They'd get Fenton in from the Chiefs. You know, not elite, but better than who they're running out. And, you know, Cordero Patterson might be back. I don't know. I'm not sure if they'll... I feel like they might wait another week. TBD there. Um, and, of course, no JC or Bosa still for the Chargers. So, I think this will be so kind of fun. So, the Chargers. Okay. Tell me if this is what you're thinking. If Eckler was out... You'd be picking Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. <laughs> but he is playing. Yeah. He had an abdominal injury that came up during the bye week, uh, along with four other Chargers who all got injured on their bye week with soft tissue injuries. Yeah, with Keenan so, Allen, it was weird. I think it was because, like, he played when he probably shouldn't have and then tightened gee, up. Gee, yeah. who could have fucking predicted that? So dumb. I don't know why they did that. Did we said that word for word two yeah. weeks ago? 
Just let him maybe rest it was bye. last week. Like, yeah. hey, maybe don't rush him back because it's a hamstring injury. And if he plays and then gets hurt again, you're going to feel like idiots. Alas, the Chargers <laughs> and injuries, man. Name a better duo, right? Their, uh, their strength and conditioning staff is dog shit. I, I don't know what else to say other than they need to just get a whole new training staff in there. Yeah. They need to, like, change. They need to, like, hire a new hirer. <laughs> <laughs> like they need a new recruiter for their strength and conditioning staff because they literally had someone fucking puncture a lung, you know, in their, in their medical staff. Like they see that well, that guy got promoted. He actually is the uh, he hires everyone else now because <laughs> he brought Justin Herbert into the mix. <laughs> Good job, doctor. <laughs> the wrong He's got process. Like two right lazy results. eyes. <laughs> no problem. Oh uh, anyway, God, yeah, I don't want to pick this game. This is going to be a fucky game, right? Uh, this is a West Coast team traveling east against a team that always covers the spread, and they only have a three-point spread. I think I'm taking Atlanta. That was my initial thought. But then I was like, I, I something doesn't... I, I don't know. I know they don't have their corners, and I, but I know Chargers don't have the receivers to take advantage of that. But Josh Palmer is going to be back. I, I have no interest in DeAndre Carter. He's just not that good. Um, right. Eckler should have like in like an all time day. <laughs> like I know I, there's That's nothing the stopping him from doing like they might not win the game, but Eckler should have just an absurd amount of like DraftKings points this weekend, right? If right. Eckler doesn't have thirty points, then the Chargers definitely lost. Yeah because <laughs> i mean eckler should smash everett should smash too like Everett should have a really good day too and like palmer could have a good time i, I don't atlanta is a tough one because they're like okay we know what atlanta's gonna do they're gonna run it they're gonna throw like 14 times and get a touchdown on a busted coverage and it's gonna be annoying for everybody fantasy wise if if Cordero patterson's out you definitely have viable options in the atlanta running backs Yes. Like either of them. It's 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 hard to like it's literally which one gets the touchdowns. Like that's the you know, whoever gets the touchdown wins in that backfield. And if Cordero Patterson's back, I assume he's good enough to play at least like half the snaps, which makes him a pretty good play, I think. But it is a game time decision. If he's out, I want Al Jair this week. I don't know why. I've watched both of them and tried to differentiate who I like better, and I can't really tell you. Um, Huntley is a little more stout, but they're both pretty similar. Yeah, I think uh, Algier, they passed two more. That's kind of the tiebreaker, I guess, in that sense. Um, I did want to mention the Chargers are, again, missing Jerry Tillery, as well as uh, Chris Rumpf, the second of his name. Uh, and still no Joey Bosa, of course. So House Rumpf. <laughs> Rumpf. We've got a potential easy... Uh, line matchup for the Falcons which is not something you say a whole lot <laughs> they're yeah. still gonna like Sebastian Joseph's day is still very good but outside of him you're now relying on your linebackers who mostly like don't stay back and run defense uh to yeah kind of rely on that and I think the Falcons I'm just gonna say it I already like Arthur Smith more than Brandon Staley hmm they're they're pretty different head coaches yeah, I just think Staley needs to actually play some football. 
he he's a bit uh like what's the word like <laughs> Ted Lasso messed me up because I always forget if it's Wonder Kid or Wonder Kid which the real one is like Wonder <laughs> Child whatever he like big like I don't want to say big brains but you know what I mean he like uh, does it tell you a lot yeah. and I'm glad that he utilizes them but he needs to have a little bit more grounded realism in what he's actually um going for with those stats if that that's how I would say it yeah I do like him though like I think he's a good coach yeah, I like him too, but I like Arthur Smith a lot. The the fit of Arthur Smith and the Falcons is a really nice fit, I think. Um, I think I mean the Stanley and the Chargers fits good too. I mean, they, the problem is they just been hurt so much too. That doesn't help. Um, but looking at the line matchup stuff, I do like Atlanta. Like looks fine across the board. Like even pressure rating wise, it looked fine, which is a kind of a rarity for them. Um, their lines, are, I guess, kind of solid though. But that's not even accounting for all the. Chargers injuries and guys that might be out this week. Uh, for the Chargers, second best pressure matchup this week. So, I mean, they, Herbert should have all. That's like part of it too. Like Herbert's gonna have plenty of time. And even though they're missing some guys, they're the, the lesser is, guys will have time to get open. Yeah, their line is fairly healthy. Mm-hmm. I think they're weak at left tackle. Yeah, because they're missing what's his name, um, Slater, right? Slater. Yeah. So. But I, I do think this will be a fun game. Like, I have... It's a weird game because the Chargers play super fast and Atlanta plays, plays super slow. Like, in terms of, like, pace difference, it's an enormous pace difference. The only other pace difference game that's, like, on the same level is probably the Tampa Bay Rams game. Uh, the, uh, I have to say, while the hot take sirens sounding in the background, anytime touchdown score, Xander Horvath, fucking book it. <laughs> I'm calling it right. He's the uh, fullback for the Chargers. Is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. This is gonna Xander be a funny Horvath. game for sure. Yep, you know, I know it. I I saw the name. It's just yep, it's happening. Yeah, because um, who's that? What's his name? Um, Par. I think Parham's out too. I think I saw. So I'm not positive. I'll double check that. But if he's out, that makes yeah, me feel a little better out. about Everett too. And then more possibilities for Harvath. So uh, there we go. Not saying he's going to be a good fantasy day, but I'm saying if you have those prop bets where it's anytime touchdown score and he is anything in the plus, throw some. He's probably like it. plus a thousand. <laughs> if he's plus a thousand, I'm putting a hundred bucks. All right, on let me it. let me find it. Let me find it. All right, I'm looking at it. TD scores. I'm um, gonna guess like seven fifty. Uh, seven hundred. Mm. So that's a twenty dollar. Throw it at him. I'm looking like I've never been more guys. confident of anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, this should be a fun game. I'm, I'm torn on who to pick. I'll come back to this one. I'm also torn on Green Bay and Detroit. I think I might lean Green Bay just because Detroit losing uh, Hawkinson. But 50 total, Green Bay favored by three and a half on the road. This is like all running backs this game. Eddie, like, I know I just said maybe not so much Jamal Williams, but the Packers have been a run funnel, and they're missing Campbell this game at linebacker too to add to that. Um, but this is Jamal Williams' revenge week. It is Jamal Williams' revenge. I don't think he's a very vengeful person, though. No, he's not. Not, like, he's at all. He's a very zen human. <laughs> so, yeah, like, <laughs> these teams both should, like, run the whole game. This game could have been so good. And right now I'm looking at it like, this game might be incompetence. Just, like, open receivers but dropped catches. and. Yeah no defense but it doesn't matter we are still waiting on green bay stuff too 
like kind of TBD on Bakhtiari and Jenkins and then Lazard and Watson. Like they could, there could be a big swing and a lot of directions for Green Bay, depending on who's in. Yeah. I'm sure Green Bay would love to, you know, feel good about themselves. Rogers, <laughs> I, I guess that's who I'm talking about and fluff up and beat up Detroit. And if his wide receivers can catch the ball this week, they might, um, Detroit's defense sucks and it sucks bad. The funny thing is that Okuda's actually not playing badly. He's having a good year. The yeah. rest of the team is just terrible. Yeah, the the rest of the defense is so bad. Besides, like besides him and Hutchinson and Hutchinson and Rodrigo's been okay. So, um, yeah, three players that are okay is not are okay to good is not enough. Um, just that's the Falcons. So. But it, it should be an Aaron Jones and Dylan day. Yeah, like this this will probably be Dylan's best game of the year, like yep. so far, I imagine. Yeah. Where is Detroit on the missed tackles anyway? Could Let you me imagine winning the Millie with an AJ Dylan and Xander Horvath? I'm mm. <laughs> Do it, send it. <laughs> send it. Oh, no one's gosh. gonna have that combo. I don't know if anyone will have Xander. You you, you could be the only person with Xander Horvath. Because he's, he's, he's probably be listed at tight end, I guess, right? <laughs> I don't know. Is he listed at running back or tight end? I gotta find this out. Um, but anyway, any like obviously there's Amon Ross, St. Brown. Is there anybody in the receiving group for either team you want at all? I do think so. Give me one second. Um, so for Detroit, obviously you're gonna stick with Amon Ross. He's playing. He's good. Um, I don't really want anyone else from their receiving core because I'm mostly going to bank on Swift and Amon Ra. Mm -hmm. it, like it's probably going to be someone like Khalif Raymond. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Josh Reynolds is going to be playing either. It sounds like he's on the doubtful side. Yep. He's doubtful. DJ Chark's on IR. Quintez Cephas is on IR. Yeah. And Jamison Williams is still out. Um, as far as the Packers, which I think is the more, you know, there's guys, we just don't know who they are yet. Yeah. Uh I'm I personally think Dobbs this week. Dubs Dobbs. Dobbs. I think it's Dobbs, right? I think it's Dobbs. He did have seven targets last week against the Bills. Um I would say of the guys like like Rogers does not hyper target anybody in general if he doesn't like them in some regard. Yeah, he likes Dobbs though. So, yes. He's the only guy he hasn't shit on. Exactly. And, like, Rodgers is definitely, like, a he-likes-his-guys kind of person. Good morale. <laughs> when he has a guy he wants to throw to, that is who he's throwing to, and everyone else is dog shit to him. So, I'm, I would probably lean with him again. Yeah. Especially, like, even if Lazard's back. Like, he's going to be banged up and, like, just coming back. So, there's some risk there. Watson was concussion, so his will just be he's playing or not. But yeah. I don't know if I want to play him anyway. Uh, also, update, Xander Horvath is listed at running back, unfortunately, not tight end. So, uh, if, if, okay. he, if he were, you know, mid-price tight end, I'd be like, hmm. But he's, unfortunately, 4K running back, so not quite as exciting. Fuck. So... Next prop up, bet's still alive. Yeah, definitely do the prop bet, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I won't say definitely, but if, if you're feeling frisky and you trust the Mozzie intuition on some of these things... Be, um, I'm feeling it. You're the, okay, so you're the tight end whisperer. I, I think I'll count fullbacks in that. I think that's fair. Um, They're pretty similar. Yeah, H-back, you know, kind of thing. So, 
Anyway, next up, we've got the Raiders at Jacksonville, and I'm annoyed that this is not a slam dunk for me. Man, listen, the 24 points allowed, I did, like, listen, that's fine. That's honestly, like, almost a better than expectation. Like, the Raiders' defense is terrible, so I, I have an expectation there. But the offense, man, like, yeah, what nothing the from Devontae Adams, like, at all. I know Waller was out, but, uh, man, it sucks. Like, every yeah, every other game had been close, so I was at least right. saying, like, oh, you know, they're just barely losing. Now they, like, they got waxed. I'm like, well, fuck. I, that was ridiculous. Yeah, they uh, got away from the run pretty early. Yeah. I Jacksonville is also... I'm having a hard time evaluating them as a team right now. Same. They did <laughs> just lose to the Broncos in London, which is, like, their home game. Uh, I... Here's my question. Do the Jags actually suck or are the Broncos starting to figure some things out? The Broncos you have that context that's a little can make it really hard to figure out what's going on. The Broncos piss me off. But we do know, but the one thing we know about the Broncos is their defense is really good. Right. And also Greg Dolchich seems Dolchich Dolchich anyway, he's pretty good. Um he was, I think, my number one tight end. That's looking good. That got drafted. He might have been my number two. The ja- the unfortunate thing about the Jags is, like, I was excited some about their offense. Like, they've got ETN, obviously. But they just don't have enough talent on offense. Like, <laughs> like you know, you've got Christian Kirk as your number one. You've got, like, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram. Like, like you know, ETN Lawrence, great. But aside from that, there's not enough. And so against, I think, you know, good, like, elite defenses and or, like, you know, well-coached teams, like we saw these last two games, like the Giants and the Jaguars, or sorry, the Giants and the Broncos, like, well-coached Giants, good Broncos defense, like, 17 points, that's all you get. Um, Obviously, divisional games are kind of fucky, but I think against the Raiders this week, they'll have an easier time, you know, like, it's 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 not your divisional opponent, it's a bad defense. I I don't. It's not a well coached defense, clearly. Um, so I, th- I think the offense will be fine this week. But I, it's they're still like they're finding their bearings. Like everything's new to this team this year from last year. And like I said, they're not they're not elite. Like it's not like you've got like we talk about like DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona. Like it's not like that. It's not like you just have this absurd talent, new system, clicks easily. When you've got like mid level like starter guys. Instead of, uh, you know, when you have, when you've paid, you're paying Christian Kirk like an elite player and he's not an elite player. Like, <laughs> you, it's, your, your expectations are, are, you know, you're let down. And it's not that it's bad, it's just not as good as you want. And I think that's kind of what we're looking at the Jaguars. Like, we got excited and they're not like bad, but they're not as good as we want. Yeah, I don't think they're bad. I think they're a year away and I think they're building some things up. I have to say I am extremely excited for what Ridley might be able to do with Lawrence. I think that is a beautifully good pairing. Um, once that comes into fruition, it's not going to be till next year. Yeah, that was a nice like future grab. Yep, future grab. I I'm all for it. They need it, and it's a good pairing for this year for this game. I love Etn. I like Jacobs. I like Devonte. I think we're going to see a Zay Jones day. Ooh, it is a revenge week. I saw you typed that. I'm like, oh, I forgot about yep. that. 
it also makes sense because he will most likely draw some coverage from Meek Robertson. Um, I mean, no, the Raiders defense going is terrible. in for the backup Hobbs. Yeah, without Hobbs, the, the, their defense is so bad. It's literally just Max Crosby, like at that point. Yeah. So, uh, so I think the most safe bet for this is to take the over. Yeah, like I don't know if Diablo will be in either. Still waiting on Waller news. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm on the over for sure. I, I don't know who is going to win it, and it pisses me off. The Raiders should Waller, win, but... I think I'm going to hedge it on Waller. That's if fair. If Waller plays, I'll probably take the Raiders. If not, I might take the Jags. I'm not confident in either way. I think they both can, and both both should have good offensive days. Um, after last week, it's kind of like... Maybe now you could consider it overdue for the Raiders to have a good offensive week, which I think is fair. Um, but I'm I'm leaning towards Vegas. Would like to see Waller play. Smashing the over. If the Raiders lose, do you think it's McDaniels canned? McDaniels? Or like is it just super hot seat if like the Colts are the like must win for him? I think if they lose badly, he'll get fired. If they put up zero points again, he'll get fired. Probably. Like, you brought him in for the offense. Yep. Yeah, I think if uh, they I think if they lose but still look okay, it'll be like, okay, you better beat the Colts or you're done. Yeah, I think if they lose but it's like 35-38 and it's because their kicker for Jacksonville makes like a 80-yard field goal, then it's going to be like, you know what, It's you did better. It's <laughs> we know you're working with a bad defense. We get it. Um but if they if they put up zero points again, he will get fired. Yeah, that 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 was the atrocity to me, man. Like, if it's I could live with a close game, but when it's that, like, I I'm try I try to go easy on on the new coaches, but that was brutal. So yeah, we knew that the Saints were gonna score. We just didn't expect the Raiders to not score at all. Yeah, and fucking ridiculous. Also, I know ETN is not Kamara, but watch what Kamara did last week. You got to be like salivating to play etn yeah i will say i did like that you know mcdaniels when he went on the podium he didn't say any you know we need to get better it was i sucked i did not do well and then yeah. i need to improve and he's right um but i'm i am glad he took that accountability whether or not they do anything with that you know remains to be seen but yeah, that's a... it was nice to see that from a former Patriots coach taking responsibility because that one that was in Detroit never. <laughs> I do appreciate that. It's been at least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of New England, we've got them hosting the Colts next week. And this is a <laughs> disgusting game. This is uh, awful. We have this New England winning. I would take any under you gave me. Uh, <laughs> it's 40 and a half. So under that, I think New England covers the minus six. Uh, uh, the New England offense is actually currently pretty consolidated. Uh, like Damian Harris has been sick all week, so I think we steal a lot of Ramondre still. He's probably a great play. Jacoby Myers has been like the only reliable receiver, so it's actually a it's condensed surprisingly for Patriots offense. Yay! On the Colts, this game's disgusting. I don't no want to play any Colts, but Deion Jackson's like the only fucking running back, and I don't know if Ellinger will pass it to him, but. I don't think they're gonna get much moss going this week, and like it's 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 literally just Deion Jackson. They might bring up Phil Lindsay, but like, yeah, again, <laughs> they've got basically one running back, so he will get a lot of opportunity. I think is Zach Moss on the Colts now? Yeah, I don't know. Was he part of the trade? Yeah. Okay. 
I think like they'll start they'll get him more involved. Like especially if Taylor continues to be out, but I don't I don't expect much from him this week. And they and for, right right came out and said like he doesn't know what to expect from Moss like right away. And it, it, he pretty much said like he said this is the Dion's chance to be the guy. So yeah, but gross. This game. is a really bad game to be Sam Ellinger. Your second career start. Um, we know Bill loves inexperienced quarterbacks. That's that's my concern. Like the only saving grace is that Ellinger could run, but. I think that the most likely banger from this game is probably the Pats D. Yeah, this, they're expensive this week, too. But man. And, and Nick Folk. They might be worth it. <laughs> yeah, this is. I, I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Quiddy Pay is back, though. Just, you know, share. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots' offense might also suck. I'm not saying that they're going to be good either. I'm just saying the Colts, def- the Colts' offense will probably suck. This is a terrible fucking game. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Next up, I think that's literally all we have to say there. Uh, there's only two 4 p.m. games, which is annoying, so I guess nap window. We've got uh, Seattle <laughs> at Arizona. I'm going to go to the gym and just have red zone on, I guess. Yeah, this um, is nap window. for This is prime nap window. <laughs> 4 p.m., take a nap, reload, get ready for the night game, mm-hmm. and uh, look up and see what happened during the 4 p.m. games. Yeah, it's, it's literally only two. That's such terrible scheduling. Um Seattle at Arizona is an interesting one because we just saw these teams play, but it's now swapping Hollywood for Hopkins, which I think is, you know, enough for me to switch to Arizona with them at home here. I'm having trouble right now with this one. The Seahawks to me. Okay, so we know Pete Carroll takes a little bit of time to put his defense together, i.e. the Vance Joseph four weeks. Usually Pete Carroll, it's about six to eight. Spagnolo for the Chiefs is about 12 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> He takes a long time, but he gets there. They're ready for the playoffs. Uh, the Seahawks defense is now ready, and they're looking a lot better. The past few weeks, they have been playing a lot, lot better. Yeah. Um, but the really, like, okay, so Geno Smith, he was doing well, but I feel like the past couple weeks, I've started to see him actually not just be, like, the system QB and actually start to gel with DK and Lockett. And... That's pretty concerning for other defenses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm taking Arizona here yet. I, I've been going back and forth on it. It is in Arizona. Um, it is a division game, and Seattle's 1-1. So, like, the logical thing for me is to have the split now with Seattle. I I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm leading the split. I... The total, the forty nine and a half total is interesting, just because of how the last game was like what twenty seven or some shit like that. The last game was super low. Um, oh yeah, they, the Cardinals only put up like nine points, right? Yeah, they got like nothing going. They, they've, I mean, they looked better in the game between that, but I like they're obviously against because they played Minnesota. Did they play Philly in between that? I forget. Anyway, um, I think. The Cardinals with Hopkins are just, like, a different team than without him. They are. So. But the Cardinals are still missing Rodney Hudson again. Yeah. So they're on Billy Price at center again, and that's horrible. He's so bad. <laughs> we, uh... Oh, there was a, there was a blurb about Robbie, by the way. Um, They talked about getting him, like, more involved and, like, basically, like, force-feeding him pretty much and, like making like just making stuff to get him the ball because he played actually less last week than he did the first week he was there which was kind of weird but <laughs> so i was I think, in seattle against seattle makes sense 
Yeah, I could see that like hitting right, but the, the, the Seattle's been an interesting one because their their front. I, I thought the front seven would be decent, and that was like the weak point, and it's starting to gel a little bit more. But the secondary has been really good, primarily because of Tariq Woolen, who's been really good. But I, I the, the, here's the thing though. I think Hop, like Hopkins can, can handle him. Like <laughs> I'm not concerned. There's the thing. There are very few corners that I think can handle Hopkins, and it's not like anything against Woolen. He might shut him down. He might hold him the whole game, um, which is a possibility. I've we've seen teams do that when you play Hopkins. You're just like, all right, we're just gonna take the five yard holding, or ten yard holding penalty, and yeah. just not let. Them I, throw think, it in. I think I um, think I blanked on his name. Um, Denver Sertan. I think Sertan would be like the only corner I'd pick to like do okay against Hopkins. Oof, yeah. I mean, even that. But yeah, you know, like you know, there's still the possibility. No, yeah, yeah it's, it sucks. It's, a t- it's so it's he's amazing. So, <laughs> um, I will say though, at, every tight end in this game is in play. Uh, this is the pretty much the two worst tight end defenses. So we like Fant and uh, Ertz had good games <laughs> last time around. So there we go. And obviously, Kenneth Walker is Kenneth Walker. He's been he's been so good. Yeah, he's been really fun to watch. But this is this will actually be like a really telling game for me because Seattle like I, I pretty much wrote my team rankings like I keep updating them every week now I'm like I need to see Seattle like look good again against Arizona for me to like actually finally take them seriously for good I'm like I think they're good but I'm not I'm still not totally sure I think we know that there is a possibility that there's some fool's gold with it because the NFL's taken a really long time this year to hit their stride mm-hmm. um i i am gonna take arizona i i think the cardinals are gonna prove that they're back and uh they if they want to dispel the image that they're you know not you know not going down the drain <laughs> mm-hmm. they need to win this game i'm gonna take them on that um but i i mean gino has been meshing with lockett and dk and that's that's scary. It's starting to look like the Russ offense yeah. when they were there. We we the DK one we thought was would stay, but the the Lockett one definitely surprises both. Yeah, it's hilarious. I was looking at my best ball stuff last week, and my by far best team is my Geno, uh, Lockett, DK Walker team. <laughs> I just went ham on the Seahawks one one team, and it's like by far my best one. Hilariously, that's awesome. Um, in my rankings, I have the Seahawks, Jets, and Chargers in the same tier, just labeled question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> what I, are they? I just read a different version of these teams shows up every week. It seems. <laughs> See, the Seahawks are a little more consistent, but I'm just still not sure of, of them. But they do have like a lot of games where like it's like, what was that? Or I thought they were this, and then yeah. Well, but, when Zach Wilson throws six touchdowns against the Bills and wins, we all. We're gonna be asking the same question again. What are you? I, I may I might have like irrational faith in the Cardinals to get it going. I could, like maybe they just are an average team and that's all they are. But um, anyway. I say I would have the same as well. I will. I mean, I think we can say that Pete Carroll's a better coach than Cliff. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> and right now, I can't tell you that Kyler's a better quarterback than Gino. <laughs> He did scurry a ton last game, by the way. Yeah. So. And I expect him to do the same. So many scurries. 
Eat my candy. Next up, we've got the Rams at the Bucks. I the only thing I feel okay about in this game is over forty two and a half. Tampa favored by three. I don't know who to pick to win, but I think we'll see the over here. We there, there's a lot of reasons. I I excited this to be pass heavy because the Rams can't run. Um, the Rams pass these bad. Um, the Rams run these kind of good, and the uh, Tampa Tampa can't run the ball. So yeah, like. Neither team Tampa can run, run and one of these run defenses stop is good. The run. Yeah, but like the, the, it's like it's stoppable force movable object. The yeah. Rams cannot run for shit. The Rams cannot run the ball at all. Yeah. It sounds like Akers might come back this week. What the fuck is go sorry, but what the fuck is going on? With that? <laughs> I think I think he wanted to be traded and they just didn't trade him and then No yeah. one wanted him. I guess. Why don't you want me, man? <laughs> oh gosh, so the Rams are pretty much healthy at this point, aside from, I think they have some O-line injuries from like the offseason maybe. but They do still have some O-line injuries. They're missing uh, Note Boom and David Edwards, yeah. um, but they do have their center back. Yeah, they're, they're much healthier What they put up last were. week was not encouraging. Is that just Shanny and his The game was so close, and then all of a sudden it just went to shit. I yeah. was like, what the fuck? I, so my, well, actually, I'll, 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 I'll save it for when we get to them. Um, wait, no, they're on by. Uh, I'll say it now. I have the Niners as my number six team right now. Uh, I might that might be hot takey. It might be jumping the gun, but what we like the way. So okay, them adding McCaffrey is huge because he's a such a big boost to them and how they run their offense, and they don't have to compromise anything about their scheme and how they play to get an amazing player like him involved. Like, 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 we're worried about the Bills adding him because it's like, oh, maybe, like, it might fuck up the Bills' offense, like, trying to force the ball to him. Um, like, they don't use running backs. Like, and so, the Niners do. So, having McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, and their defense is getting healthier, like, I, I think they're putting it together. So I think a healthy Niners team is one of the best rosters in the NFL. Yeah. Like, despite Their offensive G. line is not as good as it was in years past, but it is still working effectively. Yeah. That's yeah. about it. But anyway, these teams though. It's gonna it's like it's gonna be a weird game where I think we see like fucking like ten to thirteen through the third, and then we'll see like four touchdowns in the fourth or some bullshit. Or maybe not like that, <laughs> but like not much like it's I feel like this will be like each team's gonna have an okay first drive and then it's it's gonna be like a shit sandwich, right? You're gonna have yeah. your layers of scoring, you know, at the start, at the end, maybe a little bit in the middle as a double decker on the half, but I, I don't like these teams have just kind of been pretty in, like incompetent and inconsistent a lot of times. But they've got enough talent and like there's been enough underwhelming by their defenses that I think it'll be okay. Like at the it, like it'll be ugly getting there, but I think everyone's gonna get there fantasy wise. And one really big thing for me is the pressure matchup for Tampa. Um, their line's been banged up some, but they've been pass plucking really well still. And Brady gets the ball quickly, so the pressure comes out nicely. And the Rams have been getting like no pressure, so the Red, like the Bucks have like by far the best pressure rating this week, and so it's kind of a big one for for me there with them. Yeah, they're still missing Brait, um, but Kate Otten is really good. Yeah, and they're missing Gadecki at left guard again, but I think he's been out for a while. 
um, or miss. He's been in and out mm-hmm. of the lineup the past few weeks. Yeah. So he's been ruled out again. I'm not really worried about Brady getting sacked. Yeah. No Winfield though. That's the biggest one still. Yes. Uh, so I suppose with that being said, maybe this is Higby. We haven't seen him as much lately. Like, like regression Higby time. Yeah. Like we're back back to more Higby. <laughs> now with more Higby. <laughs> or original recipe, more Higby, like more Higbies. <laughs> it's all beans. It's just beans. <laughs> um, I mean, so so I mean, the big, I guess, the big thing was people were like not, I guess, the general worry of will cut play. Sounds like he'll play. He should crush. On the Bucks side, I like Goddard a lot. The uh, the Rams play a lot of zone, and they've been kind of getting crushed. So that that screams Godwin to me. And also, I'm worried Mike Evans might get ejected because of Ramsey. So, oh, that's right. <laughs> they hate. I forgot. It's not about as bad that. as Lattimore, but they do dislike each other a lot. They do hate each other. Okay, so the Rams have they been like the Rams' run defense has not been that good, right? I thought it had been good. Let me look. I thought it was like a weird thing where like they're getting no pressure, but they were stopping the run. Let me double check. Oh, she, that could be it. Um. Da na 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 na. They have been, um, okay, middle of the pack, kind of. At least line yards. Let's see. Uh, they've been, yeah, they've been pretty middle of the pack. I guess I was overestimating it a bit. I know, I guess I'll, I'll look at who they've, like, held down and stuff. It might be a context thing. They haven't yeah. played a whole lot of good teams against it. I'm, because I think what the Buccaneers need to do is they need to get a run game going. So I'm kind of on, like, a Leonard Fournette or like Rashad White potentially stepping up a bit. Leonard Fournette's DraftKings price is wonderful this week. He's like he's only six point six. Yeah. This week. He was like one of the first guys I was like, ooh, I'm like, that's kinda nice. So I I could see that happening. I'm ultimately leaning the Rams just because I like McVeigh a lot more than Todd Bowles. And if you ask me which coach will make the necessary second half adjustments in this game to win the game for their team, it is irrevocably Sean McVay. Because Todd McBowles doesn't know what a second-half adjustment is. In fact, he's never heard of one. <laughs> um, to him, they don't exist. You get the game plan right from the start, and then you don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> it's not a hatred of Todd Bowles. It's just I love him as a D coordinator and hate him as a head coach. That's very fair. Again, plenty of coaches like that. Um, yep. So with the Rams, obviously McCaffrey crushed them last week. Um, he caught a lot of gets in the league before, hilariously. Um, on the ground, Zeke and Pollard had some good days total-wise. Not efficient for Zeke. Pollard was efficient. Um, Jeff Wilson got an 18 for 74. They held Arizona in check. They held Atlanta in check. Um, Buffalo doesn't run. So right. it, McCaffrey's crushed them, and Pollard was efficient against them. So that's okay. it's... Kind of a context thing, I guess. Like, they haven't... I just... I feel like we don't know still, I guess. Because holding Arizona in check isn't much. But holding Atlanta in check is kind of impressive in the run game. So... At least... The McCaffrey's okay, McCaffrey. Okay, so... so. <laughs> at least um for this matchup, Stafford will have a little more time to throw because Shaq Barrett will be out. That'll be awful. And Devin White has been getting roasted. They um they got a lot more targets to A-Rob last week, too. I need to check his game loss, but I think he got a season high in targets, I believe. So Or they were on bye last week, right? 
or when were they on bye? The week before last, yeah. So they spent the bye week being like, how do we get Allen Robinson the ball? <laughs> Which we knew would happen. We knew yeah. it would happen eventually because McVay's not going to just let A-Rob suck. He got seven targets last week, which was the season high. So, yeah. No, they had to find a way to get him integrated because their line sucks. Mm-hmm. And he's having all these, like, four-yard progression routes that he's not even getting out of the end of his break yeah. before Stafford's <laughs> on the ground. So, like, we knew that was going to change at some point. I'm glad that that's starting to work. I am going to take the Rams. It's For me, it's a coaching thing. I like McVay over Bowles. Yeah. Both of these teams have been disappointing this year. And a lot of them are dealing with injuries. Um, but at least for the Rams, I know that they have a coach that's going to make the adjustments that's, that are needed. I think Todd that's Bowles is, is really just like he's going to be gone. Yeah, I'm curious. How, like The Bucks after this year could be a completely different team. Like with possibly, yeah. hopefully, probably Brady gone and then Bowles gone. So Yeah. Well, now there's nothing holding Brady back from playing until he's 70, except for the fact that he's probably going to just start regressing. And he might have already, and it's we're just being in denial about it. But I mean, I, I would be the first to express joy about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> By I'll, we, I mean, I guess the general media. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the first to shut out him, don't you worry. Because, um, like, everyone wants to point the finger at why Tampa Bay isn't doing well, except at Brady. And the reality is that Brady has had some really bad throws mm-hmm. this year. So, let's see. Nut up or shut up, Brady. <laughs> I'm taking the Rams. What do you have to say about that? Fuck you, Tom. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Tennessee at Kansas City. Got Kansas City regardless. You know what, really quickly, just really quickly, there's this fucking article on ESPN <laughs> about how fucking Brady is like, oh, talking about how hard it is to balance work-life and all that. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. You didn't balance you have it. never, never balanced <laughs> work and life together. I want to see Giselle's article. I want to see her fucking article about work-life balance. Because she's a goddamn supermodel making twice as much money as you. Begging you to quit playing so you can be a family. And here you are playing on this stupid fucking team again. Go fuck yourself. He's like, it's hard, so I don't do it. That's pretty much the story. Yeah. Get over yourself. That's part of being a, you know, mature adult. That's that's Sorry. what being in your forties is. Work life balance. I want to I want to see her fucking article about work life balance. Well, we're gonna get Giselle on the pod, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Giselle, we hate this guy. Because <laughs> she's the one taking care of two kids and a supermodeling career while you're playing around with the boys on the field. Making twice as much money as you. Don't tell me your work is so important. It's your goddamn ego. <laughs> There's the hot take siren. They heard it. Oh, man. Fuck That's you, Braxton. Um, anyway. <laughs> Rant over. Yeah. Tennessee at Kansas City. This one's tough to call on the Tennessee side because of Tanny being a game time decision. Uh, Kansas City, I think we have regardless. The total of 46 will hinge on that as well. I think the spread of 12 and a half. That that barsh depended on Tanny. Um, either way, Tennessee. Um, I want Derrick Henry, and that's pretty much it. And Kansas City, we kind of know the gist. It's Kelsey. The running back room is kind of a mess right now. But the uh, I, I like Juju a lot this week. He's been showing a lot of chemistry with Mahomes. The Tennessee secondary is kind of struggle bussing. Uh, I think we'll see Tony get kind of involved some. 
I, I don't I wouldn't use him yet, but it'll be good to see him. Mm, excuse me. And then Frank Clark is suspended, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to break this game down much at all without the Tanny news. I uh, Tennessee's had Kansas City's number. I, the 12 and a half point spread seems a bit ridiculous to me, but there is no way I am taking Tennessee on the upset off of a Kansas City bye. Yeah, Andrew after bye. Also, I do want to say I know I shot on the running backs, but I think we could see uh, Pacheco get like a lot more involved this week potentially because started right before the bye. It's the rookie after the bye. I I don't know if I'll dive in yet, but I'm definitely like not playing Clyde or McKinnon here. They're starting to figure some things out defensively. They had a lot of injuries they had to account for. Um, no, I'm on the Mahomes is just passing to... I, like, he might pass to the running backs. To- so, like, fantasy-wise, I'm not off of them completely. But I just... Like, my... Obviously, the guy you want this week is Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then the, Kelsey. Yeah, the Mahomes-Kelsey juju for me is kind of the, the main thing. But I, I, I'm excited to watch Tony... On the football field, <laughs> I am too. I'm really curious. I want to. I want to f- hear more about what happened in that fucking with the Giants. But anyway, he, he could have one catch and be a fantasy stud this week. He's so much better than me calling MVS. Like <laughs> that's like I, I can't. I cannot overstate that he's definitely a lot better than those two. Oh yeah. So and it's not close. No. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. He's like what they wanted replacement wise for Tyreek. Like, he's not Tyreek, but he's definitely closer than the other two are. Um, he encapsulates the largest majority of what Hill brought to the table. Yeah, the, like the shiftiness and actually a good receiver. Because I feel like what they tried to do with Hill, and I've said this before, is they tried to basically get three guys that equaled the sum of all the parts of what Hill <laughs> brought to the table, and Juju represents the largest majority of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I Yeah, Juju plus Tony can get you pretty close to the hill anyway <laughs> uh baltimore at new orleans is the last game on monday night this one is pretty hard to evaluate for baltimore because um we don't know who's gonna play per se uh bateman was after the season that's a huge bummer mandrews and gus have not practiced so it's looking pretty eh. uh since they play monday we'll have to see what the saturday reports are but we could be missing both of them as well um no michael thomas also i think after the year don't know on jarvis so if Mandrews like if Andrews and Gus both miss, I think I'm picking New Orleans here. I don't want to pick against the Ravens, but they haven't really put it together yet. But here's the thing: their last game, uh, they was the Browns game, right? Or no, it was the Bucks game. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, beat the Bucks. Terrible. Yeah. But everyone got I think hurt. The still Ravens. Beat the Bucks. I think the Ravens might be sneakily putting the things together, but they've played really good teams, so it hasn't shown out in like a domination fest um and i think after the raiders week it's gonna be easy to think that the like new orleans defense is all good to go so i think i'm leaning ravens here with a really impressive road win um they did get roquan the ravens lamar in prime time is not something i will bet against yeah that's that's fair. That's why I was saying, like, it'll it'll take Andrews and Gus for me to maybe pick New Orleans. Like, <laughs> it's tough, man. 
Like, because even if Andrews is out and I love him, Likely's been really good, and Josh Oliver has actually stepped up as a blocker too. Um, I watched him dominate someone the other week, I think, for the Bucks, and that was really nice to see. But them having Roquan Smith and Justin Houston with Jason Pierre-Paul, I, bruh. Yeah, so I wrote here in the trades and stuff, uh, I or the reactions I wrote, Ravens are dying, rip. Lamar's too good, so you can... So Lamar is too good to put them that low in rankings, but he and the D will be good enough to keep them in most games. No Bateman and Hobble managers will be problematic. So, like, Lamar and the defense might just be enough to beat the Saints is the thing. So, yeah. it's tough, man. This is a tough one to call. I guess the big thing, though, is, like, this is a Monday night game, so it's annoying, so you have to kind of plan ahead. Like, if you've got uh, Mandrews, like, I would consider, like, he's probably, like, I would not play him. Or, like, you can use I like like as, use Isaiah Likely as a filler this week if you have him or even someone else. Or, like, I'm not going to bank on Gus this week, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm kind of fucked in some leagues there, too. It blows. It blows. The Ravens have mismanaged injuries a lot this year, for what it's worth. I want to sh- say that. <laughs> like, they fucked it up. Like, they brought, they, they like, after they brought Gus back, they should have just rested him Thursday, same with Andrews. Like, but I think Bateman might have gotten hurt anyway. Or, you know, because he's getting surgery. So, that, it's more so, like, the Gus coming back and then they play him Thursday. He goes out. Andrews goes out. Like, come the fuck on. Like, yeah, you can, you can avoid some of this. Yeah. These these last the two games. The New Orleans boarded, Saints so. are one of the weirdest teams this year. I think they're almost <laughs> impossible to truly evaluate. They're they're the true wild card because especially because there's always the chance they may just say it's this Jameis Winston week. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't even know who the quarterback is for sure. Like we assume it's Andy Dalton, but like it's Andy Dalton. But there's also like I don't want to put this out there really, but there is a strong likelihood that one of the like six now dominant pass rushers for the Ravens like bangs him up a little bit I'll or just say. or it, it's a primetime game against the Ravens and Andy Dalton pumpkins like yep also nope. usually possible so I might just be going with the narrative on this one because I'm not getting a whole lot out of the stats from the Saints on what they ever do mm-hmm. so primetime I'll take uh, Lamar over Dalton and I'm, I might just leave it at that Honestly, that might that might just be enough evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! But um, anyway, that will do it for us this week. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com and on Twitter at mozzieandmuscle.